Good morning, Contrarians! Tuesday morning, February 6th. It is 6.30 a.m. Well, stocks dropped yesterday, but finished well off of the lows. And then after the close, we had positive earnings from Palantir and NXPI Semiconductors which shifted things into positive territory, at least for tech. As we look at our board of indicators this morning, things are pretty quiet ahead of another day of earnings and Fed speakers. We've actually had a bunch of earnings come in already. Those were positive, but the broader market is not really going along with this quite yet. Stock index futures are mixed. We have tech pointing to a higher open the Nasdaq is up about two-tenths of 1%, but then small caps are down with the Russell 2000 off by about a half of 1%. The S&P 500 is stuck in the middle, unchanged. Commodities, doing very little this morning. WTI crude oil is up a half of 1% to trade around $73 a barrel. Copper is flat. Bonds, not doing anything either. The two-year yields 4.46%. That is roughly unchanged. And the 10-year is 4.16%. The 10-year yield also unchanged. So I mentioned earnings. It is a big day of earnings. And we've had a couple, actually several, come in overnight. And these have been quite positive. Spotify, they reported user figures ahead of estimates And that stock is moving higher in the pre-market pretty aggressively, actually. It was up 8% last time I checked. That has been, Spotify has been on quite a tear this year. It is up some 20% or more since the start of the year. Congrats if you hold Spotify. I hold a little. I sold a lot of it after it rallied last year. And now, of course, wish I hadn't. Then we have, probably more significantly, Toyota Motor, stock ticker TM, Toyota, by the way, is the world's most popular car brand. I looked this up. In the U.S., it's the second most popular behind Ford, apparently. But Toyota just reported earlier, and they raised their full-year outlook. And that is significant, one would think, not just for Toyota's stock, which is moving higher, but for the economy at large. I mentioned Toyota is the most popular brand in the world. If they are raising their guidance, that speaks positively to consumer demand. The consumer has been buoyant, and I guess Toyota sees this as continuing and maybe even increasing. And then we have uh, BP, formerly known as British Petroleum, and DuPont, DD, is that stock ticker, And their earnings were mixed, but both of them are moving higher in the pre-market. In the case of BP, they authorized more buybacks, I believe. GE Healthcare, this is the one outlier. They beat on top and bottom line estimates, but the stock is down in the pre-market, presumably because of the guidance. We are due to hear from Hertz, HTZ, before the open. And then after the close, we will get Snap, Ford Motor, Stock ticker F, that is, uh, like I said, the, the the most popular car brand in the U.S. So that will be interesting to juxtapose that with Toyota. 
and then Chipotle, CMG, among others. Uh, it's not a very busy week for economic data. In fact, there's very little, but there's a bunch of Fed speakers. We talked about this yesterday, and there are four of them today. The highlights are, well, there's, uh, of them, only one is actually a full voting, FOMC voting member, and that is Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester. And she speaks at noon at some event hosted by the Ohio Bankers League. And I believe that will be broadcast live. The others, uh, just for uh, fun, are Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari. He's always good for a quote. But he's not a voting member this year. Boston Fed President Susan Collins. uh, She's up this afternoon. And then tonight, Philly Fed President Patrick Harker. Yeah, I got some new music. There you go. It just kind of repeats like that. I believe the name of the band is Volbeat, V-O-L, Volbeat, like vol volatility, although I don't think that is the uh, the reference they were going for. Anyway, earnings so far have been positive, but the broader market has not caught on yet, and the Toyota news would be seem to be particularly good, one would think, because again, the most popular brand in the world, the car brand in the world, raising their guidance. Consumers, the most expensive thing that consumers buy are houses. And the second most expensive are cars. I'm talking about normal consumers, not people who buy boats and jets and things like that. Obviously, those things are more important, more expensive than cars. And you can also finance cars, obviously, nowadays and probably put down very little or lease it or whatever. But still, if you're a consumer and you're buying a car, or even if you're leasing one, this would speak to some optimism, one would think. And uh, if Toyota is raising their guidance, that has to be good, right, for the global economy. And again, not not just the US, but also China. Like how many cars does Toyota sell in China? Probably an awful lot. So there is that. Of course, the guidance could be wrong. There is that possibility. But these companies, I don't know how often that is that they revise. They do revise guidance, but, you know, how dramatically, I don't know. I guess they can always revise it. But for now, it looks like they're optimistic, and that's good. Now, when it comes to the Fed, this would appear to be weighing on the market a little bit, although less so than it was at this time yesterday, if you'll recall. And frankly... It should not be surprising that the Fed is reluctant to cut rates. Considering all of the strength we have in the labor market, we got very positive numbers from non-farm payrolls on Friday and the aforementioned consumer, which has been very buoyant since COVID and continues to spend, in the case of American consumers, on things they don't need. That's good for the global economy. But if these consumers continue to keep doing this, there is no need for the Fed to cut rates. This has been the logic I have been imparting on you ever since they started talking about the Fed cutting rates. And I'm going to stick to it. And to Powell's credit, he comes out now, he's suddenly looking very good here um, in terms of, I guess, uh, credibility. Because the inflation dragon has all but been slayed. Yeah, they're not at 2% yet. They're at three for for uh, CPI, 
but annualized CPI. That's still high. Prices are still too high. They still need to get that a little lower, but compared to where it was at 9% at its peak, that's a major improvement. And he's done this without destroying the economy. And that is perhaps the most remarkable thing about this is just how the economy has managed to power through despite these record rate cuts. I mean, we were at zero at the start of 2022, right? Yeah. I believe the first rate cut, rate hikes were in March of 22. And now we're at five, 5.25 actually. So, and the economy continues to chug along. Job growth is plentiful and the consumers are out there spending money on things they don't need. That's all positive for the economy. So it sounds like a positive setup, right? Of course, as soon as you say these words, you want to get cautious, at least as a contrarian, because there's always something that can come in and upset the proverbial apple cart. Could be geopolitics, could be something else. And you have to be on the lookout for these things just because there aren't any headlines today that speak to things like this doesn't mean they can't materialize very quickly. So one has to keep that in mind. And that's where we are this Tuesday. I will leave it there. We'll be back here again tomorrow morning. Speak then. Bye.